Are you looking for freedom? Freedom from the daily grind and hustle? Or just finding a way to live the life you always wanted? Then join us on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Our host, Mike Ayala, will help you discover new ways to find freedom with tips, insights, and interviews. You'll learn the exact systems he's used to travel the world and live his best life. True success and happiness are all about freedom. And here's your roadmap on how to find freedom on your own terms. Welcome to the Investing for Freedom podcast. Here's your host, Mike Ayala. Thank you for joining me on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Today, we've got a returning guest, and I'm super excited about where this conversation is going to go. Gene Garino was actually, I'm pretty sure it was episode 11. So if you missed that episode, Let's make sure that you go back and, and uh, get into that episode because we're going to do things a little different today. We would usually start out with the four questions. We're going to bypass that because you can go back and really listen to episode 11 and get into some of Gene's background. But what we do want to do is give you some, you know, just a platform to understand how amazing Gene is. I do want to get into his background a little bit, um, just the things that he's built. I mean, Gene was on the front edge of a lot of things that a lot of us are talking about today, including building your personal brand and and, and being able to build a network and a list and, and raise capital. And more importantly, um, I love, I'm not going to give away his saying, but I love Gene's saying about, uh, you know, just doing amazing things in the world. I'm not going to say how he's going to say it, but Gene has just done some awesome things. So Gene, I appreciate you being back. Thank you. And I appreciate the invite. I, I told you this before we started. I loved your questions. I love your podcast and the way you, you handle things. You do great. So thank you for inviting me back. I appreciate that a lot. And, you know, just a a quick background. So I met Gene through the real estate guys who have had, um, you know, anybody that listens to me knows that that period of time, I think there's times in our lives that really shape um, the next season. And that could be a year, it could be 10 years. But I met Gene um, through, I think it was at the syndication event, but then, you know, we've been on cruises together and all kinds of thing with the real estate guys. And I just can't thank them enough um, Mm -hmm. for the relationships and just the things that they've taught me and, and just even meeting amazing people like you. So it's been a, it's been a journey. They're they're great conduits for bringing it all together. They sure are. So, um, yeah, Gene, why don't you just dive into, you know, your background, wherever you want to go, whatever you want to tell the guests, and then we're going to get into some amazing things that you've got on the table that could really help people grow their, uh, their brand, whether they're raising capital or anything else. So yeah, start, start from the, start from the beginning. and I know, I think that's an interesting, the conversation about building your brand because everybody is a brand and whether it's you're quiet and demure and nobody knows you or whether you're outgoing and brash and in your face, everybody has a brand, but controlling that brand and knowing that it's going to live forever is really, really an important piece. So just to give everybody the 30 second overview, but watch the last interview it was great. I've been doing uh, business for a long, long time. I grew up as a, as an entrepreneur. I've never actually had a real job. I was a musician as a teenager. We had a music school, recording studio, small record label when I was 18. We were renting a property. We ended up buying the property. So the first property we ever bought, 18 years old, first commercial, 25. I've been doing real estate. For, and this gray beard wasn't pointed on, painted on this morning. So it's been that was a long time ago. Actually, I just celebrated my 60th birthday. So that's how long ago it was. Wow. Uh, and it is, but I've been doing real estate and business for a long, long time. Right now, what I do is just one thing. It's called residential assisted living. We take single family homes and repurpose them into assisted living. And right now with uh, you know everything going on in the world, seniors, their health, their safety is really, really important. I've been saying it for seven years now that I've been doing this, that smaller is better. Uh, our business is booming to the point where this past year, since we talked, we launched a franchise in the industry. So. Wow. Uh, a franchise, and uh, that is huge. That's a really big step. 
Our training classes are going phenomenal. I'm now uh, more investing in the homes and the beds across the country than I am owning and operating them. I've kind of sold the businesses, still own the real estate, so I'm getting tremendous rent that way, but investing in beds all across the country. We've got thousands of students across the country that we help to be successful. And then, um, you know, just to kind of set the whole table, we'll come back to branding. This year, uh, with the company has grown tremendously. Besides raising the or launching the franchise, we also are launching a brand new company called the Shared Housing Academy, mm. which now covers everything, not just residential assisted living, but sober living, uh, golden girls homes, student housing. So the Shared Housing Academy literally is just launching as we speak. And then one more piece for those who are looking to uh, invest in real estate, they don't want to get in the business of shared housing or assisted living, the preferred real estate provider program where people can be the one to raise their hand and say, I'll buy the property and lease it to the operator, getting twice the market rent with a long-term lease. So we have a lot of things going on and uh, I'll let you decide where you want to take it from there. Well, it's interesting. Um, I think we be doing our listeners a disservice if we didn't, um, you know, talk about that a little bit, because I've watched you over the last few years and, you know, what you've built. And, and I want to say this, um, I know a lot of people that have taken your courses um, and have done extremely well in the assisted living space. And you said this already, but I've thought a lot about you this year and I haven't even had the chance to tell you this, but you know, when we're talking, when we're hearing these stories, I've heard so many heartbreaking stories, Gene, like personal stories, um, you know, some people that are good friends, some people that I've had on this podcast where they're, they're literally haven't seen their, their dad who's in a nursing home and he has Alzheimer's and they haven't seen him for four months. Yeah. They can only talk to him, you know, and, and you're hearing these heartbreaking stories. And you said this, and I, I, again, I, I think we should, I've, I've been hearing you say this for years that smaller is better. And yep. you've been talking about the value of, um, and, and just so people understand what it is that you're really talking about. You know, you, you teach people how to take smaller homes and their, their mom or their dad lives in an assisted living facility where they get help and they have people that are in there cooking and I'll let you tell the story, but you know, sure. what, what is this? Yeah. You know, when I say smaller is better, most people, when I say assisted living or seniors, they think of a big, huge converted hospital or something institutional. So we don't do it that way where there's 200 people in that building, in that community. We do it in a single family home. We also do it in a higher, higher end way. So instead of a 1500 square foot home or 2000 square foot home, it might be a four or five or 6,000 square foot home. There's gonna be 10 to 16 seniors typically in that home. They're getting care, but it's not medical. Mm -hmm. So they don't need a nursing home. It's not doctors, nurses, and gurneys. It's not the Golden Girls where they stay at home and take care of each other. It's a home in a residential setting. They live there, but there's caregivers that come and take care of them 24 seven. The kids, 50, 60, come visit their parents or grandparents for an hour or an afternoon and they go home, but the parents live in that house. Uh, so the model, when I say smaller is better, I, I also have heard heartbreaking stories of people who have had their parents in basically isolation. And, and think about that for a moment. It's like you're confined to a, a solitary confinement, but it's not a prison. It's your assisted living community. And I'm not going to name names, Brookdale, Sunrise, Atria, <laughs> these large, big facilities that 200 people and they don't know how to handle it. So they just say, look, grandma, you, you stay in your room. We'll bring the food to you. Mm -hmm. You can't talk to anybody. We're just going to pop in every hour and see if you're alive or okay. 
You can't visit your family. They can't visit you. It's like, that's horrible. Yeah. That's worse than potentially getting the flu or anything else. So that's been horrible. People have moved out of there to come to our homes because it's a home. You got one caregiver, two caregivers coming through the front door, not this community where there's 50 people roaming in and out. Uh, so it's safer. It's smaller is better. It's safer. You can do the visitations, et cetera. Uh, but the, it's a great business model as well because there's a lot of people. I was just going through all the charts and stats uh, how many people need this help? And it's just incredible. It's an average of six and a half percent of all the people 65 and above that need this type of help. Now that's a huge number of people. That's millions and millions and there's not enough room in the end. So yeah. the good homes are full with a waiting list and our students are building as fast as they can. Uh, it's a great time to be in this business. And what is your saying around doing good? Yeah, it's doing good and doing well. So the concept of doing well, everybody wants to make a lot of money, do well. But doing good, being a socialpreneur, doing something that's good for the community. And in our case, and we've had this conversation, my whole family's involved in what we do. It's the AL family, assisted living family, and we have a series of companies underneath. Uh, but all four of my kids now, last time was three, now it's all four of my kids work for me full time. Uh, not work for me, they're part of the team. Yeah. Uh, my son-in-law, my future son-in-law, my daughter-in-law, uh, they are all working with us as well. So it's a really family-oriented business, uh, but we have a dozen or two other people that work with us as well in all the different companies. So it's a great way to, to not only make money, but do good, help other people. Wow, that's so amazing. And so a lot of my listeners, um, you know, some of them are already investing in real estate. A lot of them are still in their W-2 jobs. They're looking for passive income. They're looking for ways to you know, some of them are happy with their jobs, but a lot of them are looking for ways to eventually get out and do their own thing They're It's investing for freedom, right? A lot of these people are looking for time freedom. So just give us the, you, you, you touched on a lot of this, but they don't have to run. They don't have to run nurses and all that kind of stuff to get into this business, right? They can own real estate. Correct. There's uh, there's kind of two parts to it, the real estate and the business. So you can do either or both. And if you just want to do the real estate part, you can own the real estate and lease it to the operator of that residential assisted living. A lot of times they're willing to pay a higher rent. I always say, uh, you know, twice the market rent. And your thought is, why would they pay me that? Why don't they go buy their own home? Most businesses don't own the real estate they do business in. They lease it because their job, their business is to be the business operator. So right now, I mentioned at the beginning, I've sold my businesses and I own the real estate and lease it back to the operators. So a home that I have that might be um, like here in, in Arizona, it might be a 4,000 square foot home that might rent for 1,500, let's say $2,000 maybe, 1,500 to $2,000 a month. I'm leasing it out to the operator of the business for $4,500 a month. So, and it's a long-term lease, like a five-year lease, and they take care of the maintenance. So that's, as a landlord, that's the kind of thing I want. I want to be collecting high rent with a long-term tenant. That's yeah. not grandma, it's the operator of. They're going to be there for years. They want great curb appeal. Wow. So those homes that we have tend to be bigger homes, leasing them out, getting higher rates. And that way you can cash flow nicer properties that others would just pass on because they can't do a quick fix and flip or wholesale. They can't burr, you know, buy it, hold it, rent it, repeat, and so on. But when you can get twice the cash flow, now you can get a nice house and, and it works out really, really well. Man, and there's so many things that 
they're, you know, for somebody that's just getting into real estate or they got one or two, I hear this so many times, like, I don't want to be a property manager. I don't want to change. You don't have to in this model because literally they're responsible for all the maintenance. And the other thing that I'm just sitting here thinking as a real estate investor, they have their team in that home every single day. Like they're, this isn't like something where you, you know, once a year you get to inspect, they're in there every day taking care of things and, and cleaning yeah. the home. And plus I would imagine, I'll leave this up to the experts, but I would imagine that this demographic of people living in this home, they're probably not partying. They're probably not trashing the house. Like uh, this is, it seems like a gem to me. You know, it's funny. I always say they can have a party. They're in bed by 715. So it's okay. <laughs> no, but so you're good. right. They're low impact. And the, the residents who live there, they're not actually tenants. It's a service that's being provided for them, but they're older. They're not trashing the house. They're not raising Rottweilers in the backyard or the back bedroom. They're not dissecting the Harley Davidson on the dining room table. Uh, so long-term low impact, really important. The maintenance on the house, you can get a home warranty policy for the big stuff. Anything under a hundred bucks, let the tenant take care of it. Uh, they love it because they're making great income doing the business. Wow. So I, I wanted to make this analogy because you, yeah. you'd ask, I'll try to keep my answer shorter because I could talk for days. Yeah, it's right? all good though. Yeah. But the reality is when we say being involved in a business, you can do any part that you want. And I think you need to be intentional when you're starting out what do I want to do? Mm. So the person who says, well, I don't want to be a property manager. Good. Write that down and make sure that's a part of your plan. I'm not going to be the property manager. Mm -hmm. So what you need to do is find the company or the person who's going to do that for you. It's not what it's who. So we get that other person to do it for us. When I first got started with the assisted living, it's like, I am not a caregiver. Mm -hmm. I am not a manager. Mm -hmm. That's not me. It's not what I do. I'm the business owner. I'll get the real estate. I'll set it up give you the tools and the resources you need. I'm going to go get the next one that you can now manage that one. So you decide what part you want to play, but do that up front. Don't get sucked in. Yeah. I love what you just said about, you know, if you don't want to be the property manager, write that down. Because I think so many times we, you already said it, but we get sucked into what we don't. I literally keep a, I'm not going to do list. Like I'm not going to do oh, this anymore. And so I, yeah, I, I love, like that. yeah, I, I love the way you said that. Um, I'm not going to do, I like that. I'm writing that down. Yeah. It's good stuff. Well, um, so where can people, we're going to get into this um, other area that we want to talk about, which I think Gene's built something that I don't care what business you're in. We need this and we'll talk about that. But where could people find out more information on the uh, assisted living programs? Yeah. If you want to learn more about the assisted living, I'm going to give you a simple website, three letters, three numbers, RAL 101. So nice. residential assisted living, just RAL 101. You can get a couple of things there. You can download a copy of uh, my book, Blueprint, How to Start Your Own Residential Assisted Living Business. Get that for free today. There's some webinars there you can watch, and there's a phone number you can call to talk to somebody. That's cool. And one other thing, and I'm really excited about this. I didn't even know until talking to you today, but um, if you go back, I, I think it's probably four or five episodes ago, there's a guy that I've been coaching one-on-one. -on -one. His name's Alex, and I had him on the podcast. We're doing kind of like an up-and-coming stars type thing. And what he's done in four years is just amazing. And what's really cool, they've went from zero investment properties, and I think they own six houses now, and it's um, recovery houses that they do the yeah. same thing. And so where where can people find out about that? Because I've, I've thought about you when I'm hearing Alex that he's investing in these because it's the kind of the same model, right? It is, and it's a little bit broader. So we actually are launching the Shared Housing Academy. Mm -hmm. So right now I don't have a simple website for you, but sharedhousingacademy.com, where it does talk about the sober living, uh, 
autism, special needs, mm. golden girls, anything, and even Airbnb or short-term rentals, but how can you use a single family home mm. and multiply through division? Instead of renting the whole house to one, we're renting it out by the bedroom or two people in a room, and who pays for that? Well, it could be the state is paying for that. It could be a private pay. So the Shared Housing Academy, we've got some great partners in that, literally just launching it right now, but you're the first one to hear those words come That's out of my cool. mouth. I love it. And and obviously I'm so excited about like everything you do. I'm having a hard time getting off of this subject, but one more thing that I want to ask slash say, um, you know, as real estate developers, investors, like a lot of even Airbnb, like we're concerned about regulations and all this stuff, but really when it comes to like senior housing, and I would imagine even, you know, special needs housing and that kind of stuff, there's, there's not a lot that cities can do from a negative perspective, right? Could just touch on that. Yeah. First of all, there are rules and regulations of what you can and can't do, where you can and can't do it. But seniors are a protected class. Mm -hmm. With the Federal Fair Housing Act, seniors are considered disabled, which is a protected class. Mm -hmm. So there's different rules. So, you know, we live in Arizona. There, You might go to Tempe, Arizona, which is a college city. Uh, they say you can't have more than four unrelated adults because they don't want the animal house and fraternities, right? Sure. So with seniors, you can have up to 10. Mm. Well, that's different. Why? Because it's a protected class. Uh, when it comes to the recovery homes, here's something that people don't know. If your home is an approved, and I don't just mean you open it up and, and move 10 people in, but it's, an, it's an, an approved recovery home, this rent moratorium that is killing a lot of landlords doesn't apply. Wow. because they're not a tenant, you can boot them out because they took drugs or they broke the rules, et cetera. You can boot them out. And I know that's a bad way to say it. You can ask them to leave and you have that authority. They're not, they're not protected by that same, uh, you know, moratorium on paying rent. If you don't pay the rent, well, you didn't follow the rules, you're out. Uh, so recovery homes have that distinction, but NIMBY, not in my backyard is prevalent no matter what you do, no matter what you do, including senior housing, group homes, anything at all. So you need to know the rules better than they do. But if you do know the rules better than they do, like you said, the city, because there's there's lawsuits that have happened all over the country saying you can't do this. And the city spends a half a million dollars in legal fees only to find out, yes, they can, they have to allow it. So when, you, when you're able to reference that and go to the city council, the towns, whatever it may be, and say, look, here's the cases that they, they spent money, they lost, you're gonna let it happen then what you're looking for is reasonable accommodation. I'm not looking to change the rules in the state of the country. I just want reasonable accommodation. I want to open up my home in this area. Wow. So by knowing the system and how to play the game, knowing how to find the rules and work through the rules, you can do this uh, throughout the country. Wow, that's amazing. Well, if higher rents and easier evictions and long-term leases and no maintenance, <laughs> if all that sounds interesting to you, go to, yeah, go to ral101.com. I love it. Um, so let's let's shift gears. Um, you're you're you've got a new program called Pitchmasters Academy, and one yes. thing that I want to say, um, I've always been so inspired. Anytime Gene takes the stage or gives a talk or is sitting in front of me on Zoom, I am like super inspired. And so you've put together a program that helps people become Gene. No, I'm just kidding, but. <laughs> Well, that's, that's, that's funny you say it that way, but that's kind of it because I literally have had thousands of people ask me over the, the last 30 years, can you teach me how to speak? And I've, I would love to, but I just didn't have the capacity to be able to do it. So what we did was uh, our students needing to raise capital, 
for the assisted living, they needed to be prepared. So part of that is speaking, but part of it is being the right business plan, the right PowerPoints, all of the things that go with it, the PPM. So we created a whole program called Pitch Masters Academy. Mm. We did a live event, it was fantastic. We ended up recording all of that. We make that available online. We're doing one more live event coming up and I'm so excited about that because we have Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank coming in. Uh, Tommy Hopkins, the number one sales uh, trainer in the world, he's spoken to 5 million people, Tommy. He's incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and others too, but it's going to be the opportunity to present, to get critique and training on how to do that properly. And whether you're raising capital, whether you're going to the bank to get a loan, whether you're trying to talk your spouse into which movie to go to, you know, being able to pitch and present and be effective in it is really, really important. Uh, I personally have sold $150 million from the stage myself, just presenting and selling. Uh, So the skills of being able to present and in essence communicate, that's a lot of what we get across, plus all the other things you need when you're raising capital. So Pitchmasters Academy. So you said you're doing one more. Does that, I mean, what is it? Is this potentially it? We're doing one more of the live events uh, because everything's going virtual right Mm -hmm. now. So that one coming up, it depends on when this airs, right? It's either before, during, or after when you guys are hearing this. But we're doing one more live event where it's a two-day event because I'm bringing in all the big guns. All the It's going to be really cool. And it's at the Talking Stick uh, Resort, which is a great place in Scottsdale. Uh, So that event itself is a two-day event. Uh, It's coming up in April of 2021. But again, it depends on when you're listening to this. Uh, so that event itself is going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully you can come, Mike. Yeah. Well, actually, Gene and I were talking about this before the episode and I, I'm going to look at my calendar and make this a priority because I, um, we've got a mutual friend slash someone that Gene works with. And I do too, that was speaking at one, I don't think it was a year ago. And I felt I had such a FOMO cause I didn't know that you were putting this on. And I was like, I went to lunch with this guy that you had speaking and I'm like, I, what, like what, like <laughs> I wanted to be there so bad. And so I'm, I'm going to move everything around to try to try to be there. So if you can make it, um, you know, I hope to, to see you at Gene's event. And that being said too, um, we'll probably launch this two weeks from now, Gene, we're going to push this okay. up because I really want to, this is important. Um, well, let's, let's do this for your, for your listeners. We'll, we'll, I'll give you something to put in the show notes. We'll announce it that way in the show notes. There'll be some kind of a link that you'll get a special opportunity to sign up, uh, you know, with Mike's blessing, we'll give you a special pricing and so on. And that way, you know, you can pass the blessing on to them. Yeah. Awesome. We'll definitely put that in the show notes and I'll say this now and we can talk about it at the end too. But if you text the word pitch, P-I-T-C-H to 480-531-7519, then I'll send you that link too. And you can, um, you know, get some preferred treatment from Mr. Garino. So love it. Uh, love yeah. It. Well, so here's what I think is so amazing about this. And I'd love to get your take on this. I don't care what business our listeners are in. They could be in a W2 job wanting to get out. They could be a successful investor with 50 homes. They could be running a private equity company. I don't care what it is. I think the value of being able to number one, catch eyeballs, and that's a horrible way to say it. But in this day and age, I heard this statistic a while back and you've been in the marketing and you know radio world and everything for years. But I heard a statistic the other day on a podcast around marketing. I remember when I first started business in 2004, the radio guys coming in and telling me, you know, it takes seven to eight impressions to get someone's mm-hmm. attention. That was the number back then. I heard mm-hmm. a marketing guru the other day say that it could take 27 to 29 impressions now for someone to even hear what you're saying, because yeah. we're just getting bombarded by information. And so what I love about your, uh, what you're doing, just even teaching people how to speak and be concise and relatable, 
I mean, who doesn't love Gene Garino? Anytime Gene's around, like, so, you know what, if you're, if you're a, you know, a stick in the mud, then I don't know if Gene can help you there, but just even the, the whole Pitch Masters Academy is such a brilliant concept to me. And, and not only again, just pe teaching people how to speak, but building their whole business model. So personal brand, I mm. think, I mean, I've been talking about this for a while, but I think that building your personal brand, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And if you're obscure and you refuse to be seen by the world, you're either going to need to hire somebody like Gene to come speak for your organization and be the front man, or you mm. need to get out of your shell and, and learn to get comfortable doing that. And I would say that the latter is probably better because who better to represent your brand than you? And there's a lot yeah. of people that I still think are, are saying, well, I don't want to build a brand. I don't want to be... I was that guy a couple of years ago. Um, Matt Scott, who's a mutual friend of ours, he's been telling me for years, Mike, you, you know, if you can't be seen, you can't be heard, all these talking points, and I, re I resisted it. So what's your thoughts on all of that, the personal brand and success in business yeah. and obscurity, all of it? Yeah, you know, you are absolutely right. And Matt, who is going to be at Pitchmasters, and oh, that's sweet. who you must have been talking about, he'll be there as well. He's confirmed, so it's great. Cool. Um, Totally agree. And, and here's the thing. I just want to start by saying this so I don't forget it. Everyone who's listening, you should get your own name.com and get it right now. Because if, you, if you're thinking, oh, I'm not going to do it. Okay, let's just say some five years from now, you are doing something, but somebody else went and got your name.com or whatever it is. So genegarino.com. If you go there right now, I control that. Yeah. But if I didn't get that, and by the way, all the fat finger spellings of that too because my name isn't smith it's mm -hmm. it's different so g u a and everything else yep. uh but the point is you need to start by controlling your presence and part of it is the real estate of the world so what do we have we've got dot com uh clubhouse is now a big one up and coming you're going to hear more and more about that it's incredible but it'll suck your life book so be careful <laughs> but the point is there's all kinds of things so for instance clubhouse i just went out and got a, a bunch of different things with dot clubhouse <clears throat> or you know clubhouse.com different things that anything that i could get that related to what i'm doing and what i might want to do because if i don't get that now that same website might cost a million dollars later on mm, uh, think pets.com right the website itself just the name so you're gonna you're branding no matter what you think or, or do so everybody who's listening if you said like mike said oh, i'm not going to do it no you're doing it mm -hmm. it's just is your brand quiet obscure unknown or is it controlled by you. You don't need to even get out and speak. But I, I, what's really cool is there's a lot of people that I know now, Keith Weinhold is somebody who I think is a great example where you meet him and he's a very quiet, mm -hmm. you know, unassuming guy, but his online presence is much Strong. more bold than he is. Yeah. So you can be the person you want to be online and be that, uh, create that. So mm -hmm. pictures, videos, uh, Anything you can do with credibility, pictures of you with other people. Like, Mike, I'm sure you have a picture with you and Robert Kiyosaki somewhere. Yeah. If not, get it the next time. But yeah. you know, any of those things, because all of that becomes you're now attaching yourself to that other person. So all those different pieces that can help you with the branding. Uh, don't skimp out on this day and age. I was about to say, don't skip out on, on bad pictures. Everybody's got a phone this day and age, and on that phone, you have an incredible video system and camera. Mm -hmm. That used to be a television studio. It's in the palm of your hand now. Yeah. So just get pictures, get video, claim your stake and your spot, uh, but it is important that you control it or else somebody else will. 
Yeah, that's such a good point. I I even have pictures of you before I actually got to know you. I got pictures with Gene. So yeah, yeah. you never know where your life's going to. I have pictures with Mike. That's what it is. (laughs) Sweet. (laughs) I love it. You know, it's funny as you're saying all that. um, It's not if, it's when, right? You you need to. I I I agree with everything you said. Kara, my wife, um, put up a post this morning on Instagram, and Mm. it was a picture of her, and the the uh, caption said. The heart is a gangster and the mind is a little bitch. Wow. And then she went on to talk about like all these bullet points where, you know, your heart says, I want to do X. And then your mind gets in there and says, you're not going to do this. You can't do that. You're never going to be this. And then your heart says, I want to help X amount of people. You can, why would anybody listen to you? All the things that you just, that you just said. And that's what I think is so valuable about the programs like Pitchmasters Academy, because contrary to popular belief, they're maybe you were just born with that smile and all of that, but all of us deal with insecurities, right? And the more you get past that, the more conversations you have, the more times you show up in front of camera, the more pictures you take, the more captions you put out, the more comfortable you're going to get with that. So it's not like I, you know, and you, I'll let you address this, but I love what she said. The heart is a gangster and the mind's a little bitch. The mind is going to stop us from doing so many amazing things. And I, I would love to get your sense on this. I feel like like we're called, I don't care who you are, you're called to help people and change lives. I don't care what it is. We're all mm. here for a specific reason. And I don't think sitting on the couch watching Netflix is our purpose. But the heart is the gangster. It wants to do things, but that mind is a little bitch and it stops us. So what's your thoughts yeah. on that? That's a cool phrase, first of all. It sounds like it should be on a t-shirt if it's not already. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> totally. It's um, And actually, it should be. That's pretty cool. Yeah. The, the concept of limiting beliefs, you know, it is, it's right here. You can do anything. I'm one of those people who truly believes you can do anything you want to do. And you need to be intentional about that. You know, why do you want it? And, and I want you to hear us clearly, everybody who's listening. It's not Mike saying you should be out there and be a star and be in front of, no, it's what do you want? And if you want the end result of what that can bring, well, now maybe you're willing to pay the price of doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you also, and I'm, I'm going to lead to a story here. Yeah. You know, when I was a lot younger, a teenager, I wanted to be a rock and roll musician, you know, and the closer that I got to that, and then I, I finally, so I didn't get really close, but the closer I got to that, I was offered to go on tour with a, one of the local bands that was going to be touring across the country. But the reality is I'd be living on basically an old school bus. We'd be getting paid like $50 a gig and I'm away from the whole family. It's like, all right, so you're ready to get on the bus and go away for a year and mm-hmm. do that. It's like, no, I'm not willing to pay the price to get to that end result. Mm-hmm. So I want, I, I want to state that before we talk more about Brandy, because you need to be clear on what it is you want. Now, so if you're good. saying, I don't know what I want, then at least stake your claim so nobody else can take your claim, mm-hmm. your .com, your name. I, I'm serious, guys, do that. Because if you don't imagine if anybody out there, Michael Jackson didn't have his own .com, somebody else had it, they own them. Anybody who looks for it. Uh, anyway, there's so many things I could talk about that good and bad, negative, but claim your spot. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, the concept of becoming more comfortable. If you have limiting beliefs and says I'm not good on camera or I can't speak, some people don't like the way I speak because they'll say, "Oh, you're too slick." You're too clean. You're too polished. And then somebody else will come out with ums and ahs and stutters. And it's like, oh, I relate to that person. Mm-hmm. So be yourself. Be real. Be yourself. 
And then you might find, wow, I'm growing into an area that I really like doing this and I'm gonna do more video, more pictures, be out there more. Uh, I'm at the point where when you talk about creating the brand, we have a whole team of people that takes care of the stuff. I do my own personal page, but they post stuff on my page and they'll respond to people. I've got a personal page, business pages, LinkedIn, Instagram, all those things. I couldn't tell you what's on half of them. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, I don't mean to blow the secret guys, but <laughs> if you were to respond, say something to me on LinkedIn per se, it's the team, the staff mm -hmm. is responding back to you and having that conversation. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes I'll meet somebody and they're like, oh, we had a great conversation on LinkedIn over the last year. And I'm like, well, that's great. <laughs> I don't have a clue because yeah. it wasn't me, it was somebody else. Yeah. So you don't have to do it all yourself, but it's all part of the brand. I think we're at like 5 million images a day right now that, you know, that many impressions, mm -hmm. right, go out. You don't get that many clicks. You might yeah. get 5,000 clicks, but the point is there's a lot of things going across that screen that 27 times till somebody finally says, well, let me see what he has to say. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's that's good stuff. I love it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, as a side note too, and I completely agree with getting, you know, staking your domain in fact, if any of my brothers or sisters or sister-in-laws are listening to this, the secret's going to be out. But I've gotten the domains for every one of my nephews, my nieces, um, my brother. Like, I own all their domains, and they don't even know it um, just because, you know, they're not thinking about that right now. I got, when my kids were little, I got Dylan Ayala, I got Tim Ayala, I got Kaiten Ayala, I got Kate and Elise. I got all their domains and, you know, my son is a professional wake surfer now and he's got his own domain and he's doing his thing. And I'm so glad I did that yeah. um, because, you know, I don't have Mike Ayala. He's a famous boxer. And that's that's stayed in the, my way a little bit. Um, so I have Michael. But now people are calling me Michael and I don't even want to go by Michael. So <laughs> uh, but anyway, the point is, like, I, I'm so I so agree with what you're saying that I went and bought. I went and yeah, bought every, cool. every one of their domains and, and I'm just going to give it to them when they're ready. Um, maybe they never need it, but if they do, they have it. So that is so cool. So for the 10 bucks a year, you know, you, you staked it 20 bucks, whatever. Mm -hmm. The point is you've protected them Yeah. and they don't even know if they need it yet. You don't know if they need it, but what a gift you get, you're giving them and they don't even know it yet. Yeah. That's cool. It's exciting. So I'm going to give you the platform for pitch masters, wherever you want to take us. Um, I'm so, I, I'm so excited about it. I really am. And I don't, do. <laughs> I, I don't, I wouldn't say that if I wasn't. And I think my listeners know that cause I don't, I don't really push a lot of programs, but I I'm excited about this. So. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like I said, it's going to be one time. It is in April of 2021. It's in Scottsdale, Arizona, Kevin Harrington, one of the original sharks from shark tank. I've known Kevin for 12 or 15 years now. Uh, and he is, He's a great guy and he loves to share. But this guy, he has listened to 50,000 pitches, 50,000 pitches. Mm -hmm. He has sold almost $6 billion now of products and a lot of it on TV. So the, he's the godfather of the infomercial. And the, the whole he's got a book called Act Now. It's the whole story about where infomercials started. And it was Kevin Harrington. So really cool guy and uh, just huge energy, loves to share. He's very excited about being there. Uh, in addition to that, uh, I'm going to be there. Matt Scott's going to be there. We've got Tommy Hopkins, who has spoken to 5 million people in person all over the world. He's retired now, but you know, I was, we were out to dinner the other day, and I said, would you come out? And he said, yes. And he said, I own dinners for life. That's what he said. <laughs> I said, as long as I'm there, I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's great. Uh, but anyway, he's going to come out. We're just going to – I'm going to interview him because he's got so much wisdom and, and stories and history because I think a lot of times people have an aversion to selling. Mm -hmm. And – 
if you have an aversion to selling, you don't get it because you're selling all the time. Mm-hmm. You're selling your kids to go to bed. You're selling your, you know, where you're going to go on a movie. You're the banker to loan money to you, somebody to invest in your project. You're selling all the time and it's influence and it's communication. Mm-hmm. So these are skills that you're, you're, you're at where you're at. You can get a whole lot better, but you need to put yourself in a position to learn that. So it's primarily the Pitchmaster event that we're doing two days in April 19th and 20th. It's going to be really giving you the tools that you need to be a successful and productive communicator, as well as what you need and understanding of how do you raise capital syndication, as well as a great time to meet Kevin Harrington, Tommy Hopkins, get your pictures with them, which is great too. And the Talking Stick Resort is pretty darn cool as well. So come on out, play golf, go to the casino, see a show, go to all the restaurants. It's a great place to be. Well, that's exciting. And I've got this, you know, as I was listening to you say that, I mean, Kevin Harrington, I... It it get it makes me a little nervous. Like I'm gonna you know I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna put together this three minute presentation or whatever, and and I'm gonna get to pitch to Gene Greeno and and Kevin. Yeah. If if you're out there and you know you're excited about it, but then you hear things like that and it makes you nervous. I'm thinking I I believe it was Eleanor Roosevelt that said do something every day that scares you. Yeah. And the difference between you know where you're at right now and where you want to go are these types of events and these types of things and. So I'm just so excited about it. And I just wanted to say that because I think a lot of people think that, you know, Gene, and maybe you don't ever get nervous, but I, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous about putting together a pitch after learning from you guys and then doing it in front of Kevin Harrington. So I want you to understand that this doesn't, for me, it gets easier, but it never completely goes away. I mean, I've never pitched in front of somebody like Kevin Harrington. So if, you're, yeah. if it makes you scared, but you're like, your heart's beating and you're like, well, maybe I need to do that. I think you do need to do that. And the other thing that was my thought as you were talking, you know, I, I remember hiding behind my, um, you, you said we're always selling, right? And I remember hiding behind, um, you know, even in our business, like with Andrew, my, my business partner, Andrew's, you know, I always looked at him. He's the face. Like he's the guy that yeah. goes out there. He's the one. And Matt Scott really helped me with this. Like um, I, w- I literally woke up one day, Gene, I sold my business in 2014 and I've often said that was the best and worst day of my life because I had spent 10 years of my life. My identity was wrapped up in that business. I didn't know where I was going to go next. I didn't have an identity of Mike Ayala. I had an identity of that company that I had built and I was the general manager of that company. And what I realized through that process, so I woke up probably two years ago and I immediately started texting Matt and I had this like epiphany that someday I'm going to exit the current business I'm in or I'm going to want to move on to something else in life. You've so eloquently talked about it. Maybe your desires just change and you move on to something else. Well, if you've built this identity that's all in this business or you're a real estate investor or whatever it is that you've built and you don't have your personal identity, mm-hmm. that's why I think the, the power of the personal brand. And so what I was getting to, if you're hiding behind, well, you know what? I don't need to learn how to sell. I don't need to learn how to be a better presenter. I don't need to you can hide behind that all you want to, but the reality at the end of the day is if people are not hearing you, people are not seeing you, people are not listening to you, you're not capturing their attention. And again, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. Yep. So everybody needs Pitchmasters Academy was my point in saying all that. And yes, I get, get Kara put this on her post this morning, you know, when, when she said the heart's a gangster and the mind's a little bitch. One of the talking points was, you need to do things that scare you. If you know you need to go to that mastermind, but you're like, the mind wants to say, it's too much money. Um, I'm scared. What if I'm not enough for the people in that room? They would never let me in that room. Get, oh, yeah. over, get over yourself. We all need to go to that next level. And as you were sharing all that, yeah, Kevin Harrington makes me a little nervous, but I'm going to go for it, man. I'm there. Good, I love it. 
I love that it makes you a little bit nervous because it should, but don't be nervous. He's a great guy. And he'll, he was always the nice shark, you know, he's giving you constructive ideas, but you, you know, you just said a bunch of stuff that, that blows me away. Cause it makes me think differently. And, and I love that, but conceptually, everybody does need to learn certain skills. We each need to know who we are and grab our identity and decide that. But you, when you said 2014 and then two years ago, we all evolve mm-hmm. and allow yourself to evolve this concept of selling. When I, once I realized that selling is fun, it changed everything mm-hmm. and there's so much to learn and it can be a lot of fun. Uh, so anyway, you are correct. It's going to be a ball. We're going to have a great time. We're going to all learn a ton, but have a lot of fun. That's, that's always my motto is let's learn, but let's have fun. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to do that. It's going to be a great event. I'm so glad that you're going to be there as well. And, um, there it is. I hope everybody can come, but we'll have a limited space. We can't can't do that. Everybody can't come, but <laughs> you might we'll make to... sure you have an invite and Michael show you how to get in touch with them. Yeah. And I, I just want to think one more thing as you're saying that too. Um, I was actually thinking about you as you're always having fun. Um, <laughs> ev- everywhere that Gene is, it's fun. And the thing that I want to say is like any environment that we're in, especially when we're uncomfortable, and I'm uncomfortable mm. presenting from stage. I really am. I'm, I'm still not there. But if mm. I have the right tools and the right training, it makes it more fun. And yeah. that's the thing that I was, you know, just looking at you and thinking about. You do have fun. Everywhere you're at is fun. But the more tools you can put in your tool belt, the more comfortable you get doing things, the more yeah. fun those situations can be. And so, you know, whether you're running a business or you're pitching to a bank that you need a loan, you're, you're trying to convince somebody to sell their you know, investment portfolio to you, whatever, we yeah. need to get comfortable and we need to be in the moment and we need to have fun doing what it is we're doing. And the more tools we have, the more training we have, I don't care what it is you do, the more equipped you're going to be. Just lean into that and have fun, whatever it is. So I love right. all this, man. I'm going to come and I'm going to have fun. I love it. And, you know, I just want to just, I, I always look at it this way. Everything you want is outside of your comfort zone. So that fear is just uncomfortable because you've never done it before. Face your fear. You'll have a ton of fun. You will learn. You'll be more confident. And now your circle has expanded even more. So get uncomfortable. I love it. Well, like Gene said earlier, we're going to put a link in the show notes that you can get to or text me the word pitch to 480-531-7519. Gene, anything else you want to share? Uh, just, you know, as the older I get, the more I realize the time is short, you guys. And, and I don't put off till tomorrow what you can do today. And especially those of you with kids, and I now have grandkids. I've got two and one more coming on the way. And, uh, you know, when you talk about kids, they grow up fast. And Mike knows that. I know that. Spend time with them. If you've ever heard that song, Cats in the Cradle, that's a rough song. But uh, you will don't live it. Just, just do it. Anytime your kids say, Hey, do you want to do this? Put down what you're doing and say, yes, I do. Mm. Those moments are magic. And if you do those now, they're going to be with you. Those kids are going to come back. They're going to be with you, spend time with you. Uh, and you're going to have a ball. So I have some of the best time with my kids. We were out last night at dinner, having a great time. And now they're older. So we can do all the fun stuff that I had to hold back from doing before. And I mean, all of it. So it's good. That's amazing. (laughs) Well, I really appreciate your time and all your wisdom as always, man. And, and I just love how fun you are. This has been fun. No, I appreciate it. I love your, anytime you want me on, I'm there, man, because I do love your questions, your energy, everything you and Kara. So I appreciate you. Thank you for having me on. Cool. Thank you, Gene. You got it. If you found value in this episode and you know someone who's wanting to start or move further along in their journey toward investing for freedom, 
I would be forever grateful if you would share this show with them and help me get this message out to more listeners. Also, if you enjoy what you've heard, I would appreciate it if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. And until the next episode, cheers to moving further along in your journey of investing for freedom.